welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Coach Heather and the Dietitian Boss program. Following the Dietitian Boss method, Heather supports our clients so that they can start and grow their private practice. And I'm really happy to have you here today, Heather. So thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Libby. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. And for those of you that might already know Heather, she coaches with me in our mastermind. And then together, we are facilitating the Q&A calls in our Rebellion program. So we have a lot of fun together supporting our clients. And Heather is natural at supporting mindset and all things that have to do with the roadblocks that get in our way as we're learning new things and new skills as a dietitian private practitioner. So the common theme that has come up that we wanted to discuss today is what if no one buys? So this is something that we've been hearing our clients, the self-doubt that comes up before they are active promoting themselves, whether it's social media or they're telling their friends and family they're taking clients, or maybe they've gotten started with a little bit of consistency and it's like one foot forward, two steps back. So anything you want to add to just paint a picture about the scenarios when dietitians say, what if no one buys? Yes, absolutely. So what if no one buys? There's a deeper question behind that. When we talk to dietitian bosses, also when self-reflecting on starting our own businesses, the fear behind the question of what if nobody buys is what if somebody doesn't like what I'm putting out there? What if someone doesn't resonate with my message? Or what if I'm not liked? It has this deeper question. And for everybody, that deeper question is maybe a little bit different, but it's important to ask yourself, what if nobody buys? What does that mean about me? And what does that mean about my business? Because I think that's the deeper question. Yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you for unpacking that. And that's the type of work that Heather and I do on our calls with our clients. And it's really powerful because following a framework, we can help our clients identify their limiting beliefs. And it's up to our clients and you listening to push those beliefs out of your own way. And for some of our clients, it happens immediately. And for others, it can take some time to really push those limiting beliefs out of our own way. So when you're saying you're peeling it back and it's really a deeper question, what I'm hearing is that this comes down to self-worth and how we feel about ourselves and our willingness to take risks, put ourselves in environments that feel uncomfortable and perhaps the embarrassment or guilt or shame or those vulnerable feelings that come into play and how do we process those emotions? That's really what this question is kind of about. Would you agree? I would agree. And of course, there's logic to how to launch a product and how to market. And if nobody buys, there can be some logical strategies to apply to that problem. And you're so good at that, Libby, and troubleshooting that with people. But beyond the logic, if you haven't even put your thing out yet, and you don't even know if people are going to buy or not, and you're asking the question, what if nobody buys, then it's not about the marketing strategy. It's absolutely something about your self-worth or it's 
can be a little bit of imposter syndrome sneaking in there too. Who am I to talk about this? There's so many other people talking about this. So they should just buy from this other person instead of me. One of our dietitian bosses was like, but there's two other dietitians in all of Instagram doing this. And it's like, Two people. Do you know how many millions of people are on Instagram? You're talking about like 0.0001% of people are like you. So of course you should offer your thing. Of course you should see yourself as unique and you should see your voice as unique because no matter what, when you're putting your information up there, when you're putting yourself out there, you're using your unique voice and your unique experience and your unique personality and your unique viewpoint. So there's nobody out there that is like you. And if that helps you feel like you're worthwhile to put something out there and see and take the risk of see if someone's going to buy your product or not, then tap into those things that make you cool or weird or unique. Yeah, beautifully said. And one of the principles of the dietitian boss method is courage and having the courage to get started to be different because only 8% of dietitians have a registered business and that's a really small percentage. So it's normal for us to feel that this is awkward. It's not yet common in our industry to have our own business and especially not in the virtual ecosystem. It's all still very new. Technology, communicating you know, at large, they're all still very new concepts and it's exciting and innovative. And also, you know, there's a lot of emotions that come up, teams experienced, and then I know our clients do as well. So when we see and when we work through with our clients, the beauty of doing so in a community like the one that we fostered here at Dietitian Boss is that you realize that you're not alone and your peers are right there with you struggling with those same feelings of, oh my goodness, what if no one buys? Or like you mentioned, Heather, what if there are two other people who are similar to me? Those are all very common feelings. And that's part of the process. That's one of the things that that happens earlier on in your journey as you're growing your private practice and you're getting things launched, or even in that beginning first phase, even after you've launched and you're still looking to get clients or reoccurring clients, those feelings often do come up. So it's important to have a framework to be able to identify and work through them. So what would you say, Heather, as the mindset guru? Because you mentioned earlier that I'm, you know, I'm the logic, I would agree with that. And you are, you know, definitely the one that can identify and comb through those important emotions. That's your skill. What would you say are two tips for folks to reflect or identify their own beliefs if they're willing to do that work to move forward? Yeah. The first step would be to ask yourself that deeper question that I asked at the beginning of the podcast is what is the fear behind this statement? You know, what can I identify as the core question, the core emotion behind this statement that what if nobody buys? Because usually there's a fear there or there's a sense of insecurity that is presenting itself in a very logical market-based question. And so you just need to peel that back and ask yourself, okay, what is the deeper question here? Is there something that I'm afraid of? What is that? And then to just sit with that, people can sit with that in different ways. If you have a meditation practice, you can bring that practice and that question to your meditation mat. If you have a journal practice, you can use that prompt in your journal work. If you have a best friend that you drink wine with and go to happy hour, whatever, you can be like, you can bring it up in a conversation with a friend or a colleague. And also in Dietitian Boss, we ask you to bring these kinds of questions and answers to our Facebook group, to our calls, because like you said, Libby, it's a group of people that are going through a similar 
situation and they can also say, oh my gosh, yeah, I feel that too. And this is how I've dealt with it. Or they just say, yeah, I feel that too. (laughs) And we're looking to Libby and I to help figure out the exit strategy of that emotional mindset. So that's really just just one practice. I don't even, you need two practices. If you just ask yourself that deeper question of what's the real thing behind this, is there a fear? Is there emotion? Is there a past experience being made fun of in junior high that this is triggering? You know, whatever that is, and just sit with that and work through that. So beautifully said. Thank you for those observations and those tactical steps that our clients and listeners can take. I just want to add to that, that engaging in support systems or mechanisms or routines, such as reflection, and like you mentioned, taking that to the mat for meditation or maybe out with a friend, or I would even add in their therapy, which can be helpful to identify Absolutely. past trauma, feelings, thoughts, et cetera, that are deep down inside. I would also mention, and I have this in the method, in the dietitian boss method, but adding those tactics in addition to being in the dietitian boss program are helpful. Because if you combine different ideas and it can really help you make progress. So often if you are just going to therapy, although that's a great step. And for some of you who have deeper wounds that need to heal, that might be the first step. You just need to go to therapy for a little bit. But let's say if you're going out with your friends and processing meditation, something like that, you can then take action by joining a program like ours and being able to work through now that you've identified your beliefs you can take those next steps. So it's really powerful to identify your thoughts and feelings and then to find a mechanism to like make some progress and it'll, you'll never feel ready. It's always uncomfortable. And that's why we see this all the time with our clients. They're just their hesitancy to take action, the difficultness, and there's layers. So this happens at the beginning when you're starting. And then it also happens when you have other roadblocks, like making your first hire and all kinds of other things that happen later down the line for our clients who are scaling for other programs like our executive program. So if we're focusing on the beginning stages, I just want to remind all the listeners that it's often common to combine practices to get that result of you moving forward. It's often more than you would think is needed. Like it could be meditation practice and phoning a friend and following some strategies in the roadmap. And so I just wanted to remind you that it's normal for there to be multiple things that you're doing to make progress. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah. You brought up a really important point, Libby, taking action. And sometimes when we identify our emotions or our fears behind not taking action, the most powerful thing you can do from a neuroscience perspective is to identify it, resonate with that emotion, focus on it for a little bit, see what's behind it. But then if you really want to set up a new brain pattern and you really want to set up new neural pathways around that emotion, you have to take action. You can't let that emotion keep you stuck because as we know from neuroscience, like you're just making that pattern deeper in your brain. And the most challenging thing at first is to create new neural patterns. So to create a new way for your brain to function and it's really helpful to have that support of other people in your life and surrounding you and choosing consciously who those people are. But that is the important next step that's often missing from sitting on our meditation maps or mats or going to therapy or talking with a friend. If you really want to ingrain a new way of being and you want to embody this dietitian boss within yourself, you have to take that action step. Beautiful. 
So beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing that, Heather. You truly are the guru with all things mindset. And I'm just so grateful to be able to have the chance to work alongside you and have our dietitian boss clients and our community learn with you. It's really special. So to summarize this episode, I would say, let me know if I'm missing anything. The overarching theme I'm hearing is acknowledging, number one, being aware of your thoughts and feelings. We all have them, and sometimes it can feel overwhelming. And oftentimes, there's a level of vulnerability we might not be comfortable with. And so we're recognizing that. So number one, awareness. And then number two, some mechanisms or tactics. It could be like you mentioned, the meditation mat, the friend, I mentioned therapy. And then number three, taking action. And that last part is always hardest because we often sit on maybe the first two steps or at least that first step and we don't necessarily always work through. Is there anything I'm missing to that like little summary of today's episode? I know there's so many more nuggets. I just want to make sure I was kind of wrapping up with some final thoughts. No, that's a perfect summary. And you put it in such a beautiful framework. I love that. Thank you, Heather. And it's been a pleasure. And for all the listeners, make sure to stay tuned because we have more episodes coming up. So thanks, Heather. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week. And we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal. And you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.